Podcast. Social climate change. Okay. All right. We have 15 minutes right now. I'm with Chris at work. She's wonderful. And um, I just wanted to bring up one thing because I wanted to pick your brain on one particular thing. Okay. Form versus function. Function okay. versus form. Does one influence the other? In terms of. Okay. Great question. Machinery, right? Form versus function. Well, a screwdriver looks like a screwdriver because it has the function of tightening or loosening screws. That's the form of it, and that's what it also does. Mm -hmm. So, I guess what I'm really trying to do, I'm just gonna go out and say it, in reference to people, mm -hmm. form versus function. Because in the past, it was known that, you know, okay, well, guys have a penis, right? Where does a penis go? It goes inside a vagina. Oh, that does this. So then people were like, it goes against the human's function or the human's form to be functioning in, let's say, a homosexual way. Like, it seems on paper that is going against function. And personally, we're also realizing that that's not necessarily true because guys have a G-spot in their ass, you know, the prostate is there, so it's like, you know, obviously, the function there is actually fulfilling a need that we just didn't know about. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just curious about your ideas because in this sexual revolution that we're in right now I'm just curious about when people are like form versus function. Does one equal the other? What is your opinion? Um, well, that's really hard because yeah, I I don't think That form equals function. Well, I think that functions come in all different forms use the example of a screwdriver a screwdriver looks like a screwdriver because we use it to tighten screws well you have all different types of screwdrivers you have a phillips head you have a flat head you have um you know if we go on to the uh what are they called the um the little hexagonal ones yeah um, yeah yeah allen allen, allen wrench uh, yeah allen wrenches um, so there's a whole bunch of different ways to tighten something and there's a whole bunch of forms that we use to tighten those things in. So I, I don't think, and you can use, you can use a screwdriver for stabbing someone. You can use a <laughs> screwdriver for, you know, opening up a plastic package. So function, it, the screwdriver's form does not limit is, its function. It enhances its function. So... Uh, you can do a whole bunch of other things with something that is primary, which is intended and shaped to only do one thing. That's so interesting. So isn't that what people are? And is our function really to produce new people? Ooh. Is, is that our function? <laughs> is that our one is, function? Is, is that our one function? I don't, that's not our one function. Our one, our, we have a million functions. Our functions are to communicate with people, are to learn, are to love, are to grow. You know, we have a million different functions and our form uh, is used for all of those different things. I mean, it's used for sex, it's used for, uh, for exercise, it's used for learning. You know, we use our brains for mm -hmm. learning. So I don't think that you know, I don't think that form and function are the same thing. Okay. But also, I mean, even if we go down to the subject of sex, what is the purpose of sex? We are one of 
several species that have sex or have the ability to have sex for enjoyment. Mm. So um, dolphins have sex as well as a term, uh, as a form of, um, they use it in many different ways. It's like sex, tribalism, they like rape, the dolphins uh, tri- rape. Yeah, they, um, they, show use power. It, they use it as a form of dominance, they, but they also use it as a form of pack bonding. So they will have... Um, like an orgy to just to yeah. get closer well, with not each even, other? Not even just an orgy, it's just like within the same pod, you know, they will have multiple partners and that is how they sort of, you know, have a collective, that's how you, they form that tribe. I mean, if we look at it in the in lion prides, I mean, they're not doing that out of um, enjoyment. Well, we don't know, but we're pretty sure that... Uh, they don't do it out of a form of enjoyment, but having those multiple partners brings them together as a pride. I think that that's a very interesting analogy because it's like you say that we do, we can also have sex out of uh, enjoyment, and that kind of sets us apart from a lot of mammals. A lot of a lot of other animals, yeah, in general, and this, and 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 even when we have uh, sex out of enjoyment. I mean, all the animals that we see that have sex out of enjoyment also have homosexual relations. Totally. I mean, I think it, one goes with the other because, like you said, you touched on a very interesting thing. Because if you if you separate sex from reproduction and just focus solely on sex as a term, uh, as uh, a way to experience others, mm. others bonding it, as bonding or you know enjoyment, then it doesn't matter who you do it with because you're not doing it for the express well, purpose no, no, of, no. You, of reproduction. No, wait, but. That in 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 of the same breath, in is important because the bonding. You don't want to bond with everybody. Who you bond with is incredibly important. Who you bond and, with is incredibly important. But also having relationships with people um, can bring you closer in a way that, you, like maybe to a person that you didn't want to bond with before, but now that you share something intimate, um, you can have a greater connection. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying go out and like bang people that you you know that you hate but like (laughs) yeah wait you you pretty much just told me to go bang my enemy which actually probably would help um actually yeah because there's like a lot of like normally observed in a lot of like uh relationships in like enemy relationships is more sometimes normally like a greater level of sexual tension than it is anything else wow i didn't didn't even i didn't know that but that makes perfect sense oh light's still off sorry guys um but anyway all right so i think I think one thing that's really interesting is what you just brought up is like function and form and all that. And we're like, well, sex can be used for different, there's many functions to sex. Like we were just talking about before. Mm-hmm. And we say it's out of enjoyableness. And yeah, maybe we're here to have a good time and have sex, but it's like, like we were also talking about those bonds that are created with these people. It kind of, it, 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 it extends past the bedroom. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, these people are close to you in life. and. So I guess it's like, you can say that it's just for enjoyment, but really, those kind of connections, you don't know what could become of those. Yeah, exactly. You don't know if that person has a job for you. You don't know if, if like, you know, you could hire them. You don't mm-hmm. know what could happen after that. And so it's kind of like, you know, to limit, to limit procreation to just, uh, like... Well, to limit sex to just procreation. To limit sex to just procreation is, one, also, like, poo-pooing on, on procreation you can create a lot in this world and you don't it doesn't always have to be another human it's like yeah i think that one valuable person is better than a whole bunch of like neglected kids who no one cares about just if the parents don't do a good job anyway kind of going but also, on a tangent but we're also it the limiting sex to only procreation is taking power out of 
uh, is specifically putting normally uh, and how we have observed it in history is putting um, men before women. Why? So, uh, well, in certain cultures, because um, in some cultures, being the woman is is being powerful because you have the uh, women are exalted in their position because they have the ability to actually carry life and foster life, but then a lot of other societies have turned it, our society, um, and these like abortion laws that uh, we're ha having right now are treat turning a woman like it, a, a baby machine. A, ba a baby out. machine. We're not exalted to this level of, you know, you are close to godliness. Women, in some cultures, women are close to godliness in the way that they're able to hold life. They're able to bring life into the world. I mean, not without somebody else, no, but, but, but they're able to actually foster that life as opposed to um, in like our culture specifically where it's just like pop them out so that way we can have more workers. Consumerism. Consumerism, yeah, I mean, capitalism. There's a reason everything. why the divine feminine is called that because the universe, they say the universe is always expanding. Well, the only thing in our conception that is that can create new life like procreate is mm -hmm. fee, is a is, female is, is women yeah is women and it's just like you know that's why they call it the divine feminine the universe has to be feminine because it's always giving birth now what does that mean like guys have feminine parts of them too i don't i don't think that feminine means woman and i think it's important to make that distinction well i mean we peg those things like we put you know those like we we put certain actions into you know feminine or masculine those feminine or masculine categories everybody has that everybody has masculine and feminine energy in totally. them everybody can be a care it, like i think that's the it, that's just humanism everybody can be a caregiver everybody can be the protector everybody can you know you can do any of these things no matter what parts you have it doesn't matter do you do you think that there's any any like thing that like i don't even know i guess Feeling like you have to do something, and that to me is like really form versus function. It's like feeling like you have to do this because you look like I, just the societies before us look that's, down. They're like, yeah, that's society. But then, but then we also run into you know if we're talking about form and function, um, there is function. I mean, women um, and sometimes men do actually uh, when they hear a baby cry, they start lactating. Really? Yes, there are women that like, you know, that have had, if they have had children before, sometimes when they hear a baby cry, they will start lactating. Oh my God. That's a, that's a function. Um, it's a and natural thing to feel it's a, close it's a for natural, women to, to these. It is. And, but sometimes men experience it But that's it a sometimes. Too. They're outliers. I, they're, I'm not saying they don't count, but, you not, know. Not, but, I mean, but that's the thing. It's, I wouldn't say an outlier. It's just, these are things that happen. Our body is, is, you know, our, our body runs off of chemicals right. and you know those chemicals are there for a reason you know we experience love for a reason so that way we care about other people so that way we form these bonds with other people and so that our race can keep going that not necessarily out of like a procreation standard but well, kind of but i mean yes but also caring about another thing that is caring about another uh part of your species is how you further it because if you're not going to chemically form those bonds and care about other people then you'll just kill off everybody else of your species and that species won't continue so it's an evolutionary trait that's there so that like so that we actually further ourselves yeah. having those chemical bonds with one another is there you know so that we actually it's a built-in reward system when you have sex you 
release dopamine and serotonin. Huh. So that way, you know, you feel good in that moment, but your brain is also like, when I do this, I feel good. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And then we lead to procreation, but then also having those close bonds with somebody, even if it's not sex for the purpose of procreation, developing bonds, those yeah. bonds with people, having those chemical connections with people furthers us as a society or furthers us as a species because you care about that person now, because you want to take care of that person now, because you want that person to be close to you, you want that person to be healthy, you want that person to be happy. You want them to keep being that awesome thing you that you want, want them to be. You, yeah, you want that person to keep being here. And so then our, you know, you grow old together, you maybe raise another young person of our species and our species keeps going because yeah. we have those bonds. Well, so do you think that it's innate in us to, um, you know, kind of, so I guess I'm, I'm trying to touch on like the LGBTQ part of things. It's kind of like, I'm sure a lot of people feel kind of trapped in their form. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like they feel kind of trapped in, in, let's say you're a woman and, and, and you start lactating when you hear a woman, or when, or when you hear a baby cry, but then you're attracted to women. I could see someone feeling so messed up and feeling like they were wrong because they're like, wait a minute, the way that things are going, I can't physically have a baby with a man. But um, you, but you can still have a child. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I think and, that's a good. And, that's yeah. a good. That's, and, that, it's just like people arguing with their body. It's like their brain versus their body. Like, wait, but my body's trying to lean me towards this. But I know that I should. That I, I'm more drawn towards the idea of this. It's kind of like you know. See, this is, and but I think this is what separates us, um, or separates not just us, but a, a, every species that sort of has like this, you know, the sex for pleasure thing. Um, that's and and this experience of like homosexuality. I think all of these species have understood that just because you cannot physically procreate yourself does not mean that you cannot help to raise offspring in a tribe. So, you know, yes, um, you know, just because uh, a lesbian doesn't, you know, they're not, they're like, you use that example and they're like, oh, well, I can't biologically have a baby with my chosen, Maybe I'm not with my chosen, to, with my but... chosen mate. But, um, you know, not necessarily that they're meant to or not. It's just they also realize we we don't run solely off of our instincts because if we ran solely off of our instincts, we would only have sex for pre procreation. Yeah. But we don't. So we realize that like sex for pleasure is, is is good in terms of bonding, but also that procreation and and carrying on our species survival is not limited to only having sex with the opposite gender. We also realize so that like, well, yes, but like sex with the opposite sex I get it, sounded yeah. like redundant. Um, but you, when you know that as we know that as a species that we're not limited to just that in terms of child rearing, then you grow because then you can have communities that take care of, of children mm -hmm. instead of just two people. Yeah, it takes a village and to raise a kid. Exactly. And so, and, and sometimes not all of those villagers have kids, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's perfectly fine for, like, two homosexuals or, you know, pansexuals or whatever. Oh, God. To, for two people to <laughs> raise a kid together that's not biologically their own. People still experience love for children that aren't biologically their own. Mm -hmm. So, if the biological parents aren't able to take care of that children, then why is it bad for, uh, we still have those, the function of wanting to raise somebody. Mm -hmm. 
whether you biologically have that thing or not. Yeah. Like you still have, you still want to do that. So, so do you think that sexuality in general, because it sounds like, you know, we have this form function, but then what overrides all of it is our brain, is our preference. So I'm curious of what your opinion is of kind of these people or anyone who just decides to label themselves. I'm one of them, but it's like any which way because they're, but to me, it's like whenever you label yourself anything sexualized, like if we're talking about sexuality, like, oh, I'm gay or I'm straight or I'm bi or I'm pan or anything, it seems like that's what you're, what you're saying is what your preference is. You're not saying, you're not saying this is my function. This is all I can do when it comes to sex. This is all I'm good at. But it seems like I mean, but people are just referring to this is what I enjoy, this is what I think I'm good at, and I, this is what I'm going for. Well, I mean, I, yes, but also, you know, we, we don't experience, uh, we've had this conversation before, sometimes people just don't experience that attraction towards other people. Yeah, you said you're and that's, asexual, right? Yeah. Are you, do and you still ascribe by that? I still, I mean, I, st I still do, and uh, just because it's easier, I think... The thing about labels is is sometimes people, yes, can pigeonhole themselves into a label and then they, you know... Feel like they, they have to keep they going because they have a name to keep Yeah, up. but I also think, I think that as LGBTQA people, if we have already questioned our sexuality enough to get to the point of choosing a label that's not straight, that we will continue to question ourselves enough that we can possibly change those labels. I and we under so. And we understand that a label is just there so that we can help eas more easily it not so we can easily communicate with other people uh. because if you say you're bisexual i know that you have or you know you know that you have the same experiences sexually as other people who have said that they're bisexual so you can relate to that person mm. you know not necessarily like i'm limiting myself to only bisexuality it's you are making it easier, you're using language to make it easier to find people that think similarly to you. See, that that's makes why sense. we use labels. That, that's make, and I think I, I love that. Yeah. And I think that you're so right, and I think somewhere along the lines it got confused. Um, so I think, so these labels is, is so, first of all, so you can better connect with like-minded people, or so you can help discover yourself a little bit more. Okay. I know, so in the vein of, of asexuality, I used to think, um, so I didn't lose my virginity until I was 20. Was so, it by a man or a woman? Um, by a woman, uh, the first time. And then, for, and, I'm so you know. questioning with that, when, how do you lose your virginity to a woman if you are a well, I mean, virginity is just a concept as it is. Okay, so, so like, virginity, you know, doesn't... Because, like, the hymen is not actually something that, like... Only reacts to rupture a penis, Or, like. you know, like... Well, even... It's not something that you break through. It's oh, not, it's not? No, it's just, like... Uh, like yeah, sex, sex education has wildly failed you, but it's failed a lot <laughs> of people. Um, the hymen is, like, just... It's not, like, a piece of skin that just, like, covers up the opening to the vagina and you gotta, like, punch through it. Like, it's... It's just a part of the muscle that like opens and contracts. So like the only reason, you know, like it will uncover. I mean, it doesn't even cover the opening of the vagina. Like it's just a. There. So it's not like a little flap. It's no, like it's not like a, it's not like a little flap. It's not like it's basically like this. Just this piece of skin. Some people have more of it. Some people have less of it. Some people don't have one oh, at all. So it's just let me ask. Can I get personal for a second? Mm -hmm. When you lost your virginity. As a woman, mm -hmm. to a woman, mm -hmm. does that mean she used a dildo, or does that mean that she ate you out? 
Um, well, my situation was just like fingering. But, oh, okay. You know, but like, and that counts to you? I mean, I. Oh, hold on, pause. All right, so we were we were talking about sexuality and shit. Okay, so um, so the topic yeah. of yeah, virginity. Um, my virginity. So, um, yeah, I count that as losing my virginity because if virginity is just a concept anyway, then we're allowed to. Do define it as we see fit right? that's very interesting what is the concept of virginity so virginity in itself i mean that's the thing is the word virgin means to be untouched <sighs> so how do we define that the greeks um when they were commonly referring to uh, a virgin they meant a woman who was not married oh had nothing to do with sex had nothing to do with sex the church turned it into um not having vaginal penetration yeah so you get all these christian girls doing anal exactly (laughs) so so you know is so then they're defining virginity as just vaginal penetration and at that point you're kind of just fooling yourself and just anyway sorry yeah which then means that so you know a a man who has only ever had sex with a man would still be a virgin right if we're going by (laughs) like if we're going by a christian definition of virginity yeah no you're right that makes sense or if we define um if we define virginity as um, having never been penetrated, then okay. So if you've been penetrated, then you are no longer virgin. But then a guy who only tops, you know, and has never experimented a little bit with some butt stuff, will have <laughs> always technically been a virgin, right? No, no, technically. Or you know, right. but uh, that's confusing because to a guy, it's not even that strict. To a guy, you're just a virgin if you've never had sex. If you have sex in any capacity, exactly, you're considered yeah. not a virgin. Yeah, so then why did you ask me the question of do I consider that losing my virginity if I've been fingered? That's really interesting, and I, uh, uh, we're going to go back to that. All right, hold on. Hi, you. What were we just talking about? We were talking about, I was asking you why, oh. why you asked me if being fingered. Okay, well, that's an interesting question, and I think that. I'm going to say something wildly offensive, but it's not my feelings. It's just something that I've heard, and I really mm-hmm. need to share it. Um, so this is what the this is the guy's analogy of why they think they run the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I told. I know that the reason why you asked is because of the patriarchy. Like you don't have to explain. Like I know that you asked whether like fingering was losing my virginity to me because your concept of sex is different from my concept of sex. Yeah. No, you're because totally. You're, oh God. Oh God. We're we're going. Uh, hey. Hey. All right, so you're not going to enjoy this, but I just got to say it. Okay. Um, you're allowed to be offensive because I understand that what you are about to say either comes from ignorance. In, in Ignorance as in, like, you know, it's just something that you don't know yet. Um, and if I correct you on it and you are still offensive, then that just means that you're an asshole and there's no reason for me to waste my energy being offended. That's well, I guess how, we'll find out, right? Well, well we? I mean, well, yeah, but that's just how I view being offensive in general. Okay. You know, like if, if somebody is going to continuously just be an asshole about like trans rights or something like that, even though if, people- Upon new information, yes. Upon new information, then like they're just assholes. And you're there's right. no reason to be angry about it or be offended about it because they're just not gonna change. You 100%. tried, you tried, you told them something and you tried to make them change and they're still not doing it. Whatever. Then they're just, at some point, you're not listening. But listen yeah. to this. Okay. I, want, okay. I need to know how you feel about this, okay? okay? This is where it comes from. This is where all the patriarchy mindset comes from. Mm-hmm. Summed up in one sentence. Um, a, key that can, a key that can open any door <laughs> is a master key. Mm-hmm. 
but a door that can be unlocked by any key is useless. I knew you were going to say that. You did? <laughs> yes, you heard that before? Yes, of course. That's the most common like phrase that's used. That's for... why sluts suck. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, guys are just cool. Mm-hmm. And yes. yeah, so anyway, what do you think about it? Um, oh, I think it's completely bullshit. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. No. I, no way. I think it's um, like, I mean, I understand. I understand like this thought, but the thing is, is like, not all locks use keys. Some have number pads. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's hilarious. You know, and, and so, and not all, like, yeah, I just, I don't think that, um, I also think that viewing males as this thing that unlocks something in women <laughs> is just completely bullshit. I don't so. know. I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I think that males just like women can unlock people Plan, yeah you know yeah, so it's like people yeah. can unlock other people it's Exa- not, it's yeah like, exactly you know, yeah it's not it's not based solely on like you know what part is going into another but i suppose that there is a power dynamic there is there is there unmistakably is power, power yeah. dynamic because let's you know it's like it's like having the it's almost like it's such a it's such a weird i'm trying to explain this in the in the best way that i believe how it's like being the gun and the target that's all i can think of is like there's a gun and there's a target guys having a dick have the gun they they aim a gun right it's like it's like you have the power in your hands literally and it's like and it's, so it's like what do you do with that power and because you've been taught to feel powerful because you have a penis i mean not that you've been taught not specifically you have been taught but as a society we have we have viewed people with a penis as the powerful ones. Well, I think that power is, there's a spectrum to power. Well, there's, yeah, because, there is a because spectrum. Because what I'm going to say is I think physically men are superior, if you want to know my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think mentally women could be superior. I think there's plenty of women that could beat your ass. I'm sure that that's true. <laughs> but if we're, if we're looking at the bare facts of our chemicals and stuff like that, testosterone is directly linked to muscle growth is, yeah. is directly linked to bigger muscles to bigger things mm-hmm. so men just by nature are geared towards being physically more strong everybody has testosterone in their body does everyone have estrogen yes okay it's, so it's, the, it's the different levels that are what define like it define the parts that you have or define um, so, like, the reason why, see, <laughs> the reason why uh, women get aggressive during their period is because their testosterone levels raise. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. And female athletes, um, a lot of female athletes have higher, rec- uh, have higher recorded levels of testosterone than, like, female athletes that excel in their mm-hmm. sport. Serena Williams has higher levels of testosterone than the average, quote-unquote, average woman. What about average men, I wonder? Um, I mean, she's, again, by some, there are males that suffer from low testosterone. What does low testosterone do? So later in their life, uh, your testosterone levels actually will drop off. Yeah, I do know that. And so what does that do? That means that you have a lower libido. That means that you have, um, uh, you know, erectile dysfunction or you, um, you know, can't, 
retain muscle mass or stuff like that. So, so testosterone, it, it exists in everybody. You know, you have estrogen and I have testosterone. It doesn't matter what our biological sexes are. But biologically, we're like, I guess it's like absolutes are important when beginning a thought. So it's like absolutes are important when to build upon things and to expand upon them. So I guess it's like, you know, it's like a store that only opens for like ice cream and then they realize they can make a good milkshake also and then they just expand their their itinerary or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I guess what I'm, what guys still, the absolute of it, even though it's like as society's grown, it's obviously like spread apart, but the absolute of it is that was, it, it seems at a time, the function of a man was to be the, physically superior one so and it doesn't mean like what i mean by that is just fucking stronger well but yeah but that's what i'm saying is is that not it, true that to you that the like men were are physically stronger and a lot of no. were created that way no that's not true you don't think so no i think that it depends on like it depends on the person so there are plenty of women that just from the get from you know you we i mean we work in in schools and you have seen there are you know little girls that little girls that tower over or look so much bigger than like some little boys mm -hmm. so it's not even just from a you know from a get-go like from you know pop out as a baby male babies are stronger than female babies you don't think that those are outliers though you don't think that those are kind mm -hmm. of like the divergent no. <laughs> you don't no. think so no absolutely not i think that like the human body is so different and so diverse that it is hard you know it is hard to really say that there's an outlier because i think there's just too much of a spread of information but also this might also blow your mind um you i am the base model yeah no females are the base no model. i that's the thing i i understand i i get why do you say that though i agree in the in the womb in the womb like guys started off as women mm -hmm. okay now wait a minute since you want to just be bold and call yourself the base model does that not mean that men are the newest model no well why you called yourself the base model why aren't men the later model <laughs> why aren't men because, the newest model because it just because it just is a card's throw of how we develop. I don't know about that. I don't know. XX, YY, right? That's the chromosomes. Women have YY? Typically. Um, no, 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 they no. have an XX. You, yeah, I, XX and you have XY. Yeah, so wait. Hold on a second. That means that we're diverse as hell. But huh. then, but then... That means that men are technically, like, trans. But then there are also... Uh, I forget the exact number, but there are a lot of other arrangements of sex chromosomes. Yes, I, I, I have heard there's, that. There's XX, there's, uh, or there's XXY, there's YY. There's, what is that talking about your spirit? Um, is it trying to be like your spirit's femme, bro? <laughs> no, it's just how, it's just how DNA fucking works. It's just how, like, sometimes, you know, there's more chromosomes and there's, or there's less chromosomes. Okay. There are... There are um, ones that are like without, they are a single X. They don't have XX, it's not XY, are it is one X. Are they missing limbs? No. Oh shit. It's because those, those chromosomes um, are only, really only determine, I mean not really only, what do they but like make? they determine our genitals. Oh. 
So. And so, like, people can be born with both sets of genitals. Whoa. People can be born with a penis and ovaries. People can be born with, you know, with parts that, like, don't actually function properly because yeah, of born, other parts. We're born with appendixes, and we don't even use that shit. Yeah. So, wait, but, but my thing is, is, like, okay, this, to me, shows that, you know, they say this is a man's world, and I'm not here trying to, like, tote that. I'm mm-hmm. really not, but I'm just really curious because one thing that is so un un equal when it comes to our abilities is this if we're looking at like guys have an xy chromosome women only have xx for the most part guys can get a sex change and 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 revert back to their base model if they would wish they can literally cut their dick in half spin it inside do some crazy shit and turn into a vagina Mm -hmm. you cannot however from the base model go up to to a man because you can't grow a penis. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. How can you grow a penis? So, so first of all, um, bottom growth is a thing that happens when, uh, when you are transitioning and you are when it is a ma- female to male transition and they um, are taking more testosterone. When they start taking testosterone, a lot of people experience bottom growth, what the hell which is. That? It is literally your ass grows. No, it is literally your clitoris growing into a penis. You get a fat little clit. Mm-hmm. Some people it only grows a little bit. Some people it actually grows like an inch or two. Okay, okay, but you're talking about inch or twos, and that's not going to give anyone any pleasure. I'm so, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to be honest. How do you know? Okay, okay, I'm sure it can, but all I'm trying to say it is definitely, like, I mean, it definitely there's, there's can. a community for everyone. We're pro micro penis here, okay, but it's just like that's also, literally micro penis. Okay, but also, like, but then you're reducing your, but, but you're reducing your identity as a male to can I provide pleasure to somebody else with my penis? No, that I'm, is not your identity. I'm, I know. I'm not that, saying, but that's okay, not what, you're But right. that's not what a penis is. You're right. A penis is a penis. A penis is just like a long thing that hangs off of somebody's body, no matter what size it is. I suppose so, but, but, so, but, uh, but so men bottom pee out of their penis. So, okay. so the fact that women grow it on their clit means it's purely for sexual. It's um, purely for sexual stimulation. Well, it's not, it's not purely for sexual, it's not purely for sexual stimulation. What's happening is the development that is happening that happens in the womb. Yeah. So, like, yeah, no, their I, testosterone levels ramp up because they're taking testosterone. So just like what would happen in the womb is the your clit turns into is your penis. clit to, your clit is start starts to grow into a penis is exactly what's happening to them. Now, they don't have the the time and space like they do in the womb where suddenly their urethra is going to grow as well and yeah. it's going to you know, it's not do in all the perfect that. conditions anymore. But surgeries do exist for that to happen. Okay. So there is a female to male bottom surgery where literally Sounds they much compli- much it more is, complicated. It is it's more complicated, but it is actually it's less of an invasive procedure than male to female is because like they're what you do and you can see people have scars of this. They will literally take section of like your forearm skin and they will turn that into a penis. And they put a little inflatable pump in there. Mm. And they, I mean, they, they basically, you have like a permanent catheter that goes into your uh, urethra so you can pee out of it. And it has a little pump inside so you can pump it up and get an erection. That's and like really cool. That's, but I, I and, just, and that is something. So, so yes, women can. But don't go. you see how that's almost like it, it's like really, tr- it, 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 it to me is, I don't know, it, 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 is that, 
I don't know. I just think it's still uneven. Like women still have to go through a lot more to achieve the same results as a guy. And I think that that is... I don't think it's anything. I think it's up to the individual determining of, like, yeah, okay. what is more or not. But I, but like I said, just said, I mean, taking some skin off of my arm and creating a little blow-up penis out of it, is that really worse than... than Flipping you, yours inside than, out. Yeah, because yours is a more invasive procedure. Yours, they have to cut in internally into you. But it, it, The other part is just, like, skinning... But I'm, I, but I'm just, but ours also has function. But like but the other way, the, you know what I mean? It's like you, 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 yes, it's more invasive, but at the same time, it's also you're gonna get more out of it. You don't, you don't. It's more convenient to not have to pump something up. I don't know if you well, get wet though, so I don't know if a guy who changes no. to a woman. Gets no, wet. and also you have to continuously dilate because um, diet, you have to, you have to actually work on. Um, continuously stretching open your now new vagina oh because otherwise it would close. So people who transition from male to female, at like every day they have to insert something into themselves for it to stay open. Otherwise it will close naturally. You know, and I think that... So is that more, is that worse? Because you still have to do something continuously, whether it's pumping something up or putting some, you know, putting a Kegel egg in, is that, you know... I don't know. You're still having no, you're, right. you're still having to do something. It it all sounds very uncomfortable to me, and to me, life is so complicated. I don't, and this is obviously my opinion. Life yeah. is so complicated. I think that we're better off trying to not to not have surgery to better how we feel about ourselves. I would feel the same way about anyone wanting to undergo like, you know, what, what do we tell little girls who want to get boob surgeries? Like, why are you doing that? Why don't you just try to love yourself in other ways? Why don't you try to you know not go out with a shallow guy or want you to try to to love yourself in other ways like grow get a talent get a hobby i don't know but it's also like you can't tell someone how to love themselves and to me that's really difficult is gonna is like because we're in an age of social media where we're gonna go on there compare ourselves to other people compare bodies realize oh my god this person is getting so much attention online and then what are they doing they're, they're transitioning it's a big deal because let's say they're transitioning but then and we cannot disregard the fact that as many people as truly will feel that they belong in the wrong they're in the wrong body there's going to be a lot of people if not the same amount who are confused to the point where they just want to fit in to a fad or get attention online because it's obvious no, people do and, things for attention and i do and i agree there are people people definitely do things for attention but if that is a fault on those people and i don't think that the whole community should be looked down on as uh, this is speaking in any terms i mean mm. you know there are people you can make the argument and and there have been girls that have cried rape just for the attention yeah. of it not actually it's a good comparison. you know so but that does not devalue rape victims just like that does not devalue actual experiences from actual trans people those those people that are like oh i'm just doing this you know this is cool and i want attention and i want to jump mm -hmm. on the jump on board this trend those people are few fewer and far between than what we actually think that they are I, uh, but i also think this okay i agree with you but i also believe that when you're in a community that had that needed to be resilient such as lgbtq people such as gay people and all these people you need to have some sort of, um, what was I trying to say? 
sense of pride, but I'm worried that sometimes your pride overrides the right decision. When it's like, okay, you're part of this community, and, and it's like your pride to tell your story, but then you're like, am I gonna be a bad, am I gonna give my people a bad rap if I tell people that this really, like I transitioned and it sucked for like the first five years, and then I got into it? It's like, it's like you're gonna have a lot of people who feel like they just have to force a smile because their people are gonna be like, dude, you're, you're giving us a bad name. But it's like, I'm just trying to be honest. Y'all well, no, tricked there, me over there here. Is, there is like, a lot of people, I mean, there is a lot of people that have had, you know, if you're active in spaces in, like, the trans community, there's a lot of people that are that are talking about their transitions, that are coming out and they're, you know, they're talking about this. They're talking about how how hard almost, it is, how awkward it is. It's almost taboo to have, so, so it's like a, ba a bad tattoo. People will tell you they got a bad tattoo. They'll tell you what it is. They'll even show it to you. Mm-hmm. But if you transitioned and you regret it, you're not, you're rarely gonna hear that story because that person is still enveloped in their lie, trying to make themselves feel better. But at the end of the day, if you make a bad decision, you make a bad decision and you and and it's like, you're gonna have to get over that. But, but that's, that's but, a... but do you see why people are gonna be reluctant to be honest and to tell other people but, because they're gonna be like, no, yeah. it's great over here and smiling while dead inside. But it's that's like, that's a fault on the community the for community. not being honest. That's yes, that's because a fault. then they get mad at well, other people. Yeah, like, why are you telling them that we're that we're like this? That's a fault on the community for not embracing everybody. Yes, and and so you know it's if and and again because this is still out. This is still like outliers in this community because there are people. There plenty of the community is so supportive of growth in any way mm. if you the more you if, grow the more outliers you'll have if you if you transition and you you know regret it there are so many people in the community that are perfectly fine with that that are okay with that and talking I about seen that, that. But, I, the only person i've seen who regretted it he was chastised so you were like the lgbtq people have so much shit that they got to deal with so much internalized oppression outward oppression mm -hmm. they're like we don't need someone who's adding adding fuel to the other people's fire no man what are you doing you're you're saying the wrong thing you got to go preach that this is great when it's, it's yeah like, yeah and 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 i understand that and and yeah and that's and that's a fault in the community we're not a group of freaking people we're we are our own people because because yeah it's it's important that that we have the conversation, you know, like I said, about continuously growing, how this, conver how like this conversation between us started and talking about like my asexuality, I didn't start off as asexual. I start off, I, I started off with that label. I started off, I mean, started off ca not calling myself anything because I didn't know what I was. And then I was like, well, you know, from talking to people, I was like, oh, I guess bisexual fits because I really don't care who I'm with. Mm -hmm. And then later, you know, still continuing to think on that and still continuing to talk to people, I realized, wait a second, I'm talking to all these people that call themselves, you know, asexual or demisexual or gray sexual. There's a whole bunch of, there's an asexual spectrum. Jesus. Um, and so I've been talking to those people and I realized, wait, I, I actually think that I've been, I, I'm pretty sure that like what I have been referring to as like sexual attraction has just been romantic attraction. Like, so having those conversations with other people can open up your brain to thinking about those things, to questioning those things. You're right, but if no and one talks about the issues that are really there, then those, then no one's gonna heed the warning. No, and, and, the, and the conversations that I have seen um, recently are trying to be more open about uh, specifically transitioning 
about the surgeries that happen when you transition, the the maintenance of mm. those surgeries. I want to hear about the people who started um, hormones and then stopped them. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about those people. Yeah, because I think and that there is important is. And the, to have people have. It's a natural thing, and I, I just want to hear people go. Who, who decided against it before they started, or they started and then decided and against then it. Because that's an important side of the story. Mm-hmm. This. No, uh, wait, specifically though, I, I think I want to bring it back to your story. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind going personal again. Okay. So you say that you're asexual, mm-hmm. but then you say that you lost your virginity to a woman. What was that experience like? Did you, more specifically, get wet did you did you I mean yeah wet? yes so it's not to say um I still have a libido um I still experience need okay. you know I still experience being you know horny horny um but it's just not so I use this analogy of like a refrigerator okay let's and hunger. okay so so when you're hungry, you go to the refrigerator and you open up the refrigerator and, you know, you have a favorite food or you have a favorite type of food um, or, you know, you just look at something. You can look in the refrigerator and you can say, I'm feeling like an apple or I'm feeling like a, some lunch meat or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't like I. You know, what do you mean so, you don't? You open the fridge and don't know what to eat. Yeah, I, I, I open the fridge and I look at it and I'm like. Well, nothing really looks good. But you still, okay. But I still am need, hungry. You still, still need hungry. food. I'm you're still hungry. You're still hungry, but you just don't know what this to is, eat. This is sort of a bad analogy because you need to eat and you don't need to have sex. But like, you know, but, some would but, think, some would argue that. Yeah, because you feel an urge. And you, you have the urge feel and you feel just weird. You, you also feel that urge to connect with other people. I think those needs I are. I mean, plus also, you know, yeah, and, and like when we achieve orgasm orgasm, we you know there's a release of dopamine and serotonin so you know it's chasing that feeling as well but i mean okay so we're in the vein of of being personal here um i don't like i don't think about anything when i Masturbate. That's such like bullshit. You don't think about anything. You're just like, I am a robot playing well, with just my like, play I mean, toy. It's, yeah, it's just physical sensation. You know, I get into okay. the physical sen- sensation of it all. I don't really. It, I'm not. Or if I am thinking about things, it's acts and not a specific person per se. So what do you think? Like, so there's like no face a, to it, or do they at least have a penis that you're envisioning? No, it's just like a, a you know, a. Thing that's there like you know I think of like touches on my thigh or like you know mm-hmm. something so it's not really like I'm specifically thinking about any sort of person or any specific person mm-hmm. or it's just like you're focused on the sensation just, yeah sensation so it's that's just like general yeah general sensation that's really interesting because um, uh, if I may get personal with myself mm-hmm. so whenever I use a dildo Mm-hmm. I, it's actually strange. I almost like there's a when you get into a groove of it, you're almost not even. I'm not even thinking. I say you, you're almost not thinking about anything else. It's almost more anything like else. it's almost yeah. like you are thinking about yourself mm-hmm. in that moment. You're almost like getting you're off not, to you're not you. Like, yeah, are, you're not off. like picturing 
anything? Are you picturing someone? I mean, it's even like during good sex. It's like during good sex, it's almost like you're not thinking about the other person. The other person's just there, and mm -hmm. you're in the, in the middle of an act yeah. of, a, of, a, of, a, of an engagement of, of your two doing, bodies. Yeah. So it's almost like, are you even thinking about the other person then? You're kind of more in just this kind of no man's land of thought because you're involved so heavily in what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a really interesting... But, you know, but when you feel horny, yeah. you you seek out someone that you find, like, when you feel horny, you seek out someone that you find attractive, or you see someone that is attractive and they make you horny, right? Yeah, so wait, okay, yes, you're right. So, I'm saying that that doesn't happen for me. But it happened to the, to the woman that got you wet for the first time. Weren't you attracted to her? Because she was, okay, so she was my one of my closest friends in high school. And I later on figured out that I had feelings for her. I wanted to be in a relationship with her. Never once did I really think about sex with her. But the real, we, but the, we the got to you, that point okay, because, sorry, yeah, awesome. we got to that point because that's what, you know, she wanted to do. And at that time, you know, I wanted to do it as well. And this is all reflection. Yes. In the moment, I didn't realize that I had never thought about her in a sexual way. Okay. It was just something that, you know, I thought was a natural step in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I thought it was, I mean, really, we didn't have a relationship at all. That was just a whole fucking mess in my life. <laughs> um, but it wasn't something, you know, retrospectively, I, when I was started questioning my sexuality more, retrospectively, I looked back on all of my relationships. I looked back on all the people that I had sex with, and I realized that I was having sex with them not because, you know, th they necessarily, not because I was necessarily attracted to them. They didn't really turn, I mean, they turned me on maybe because of, like, turned me on, quote-unquote. Um, I was attracted to them because they were intelligent or because they made me you know, they made me happy. It was nice spending time with them. It was doing all of this. But it was never, ever thinking about them in a sexual sense. I mean, see, and to me, I think that those things are so closely related mm -hmm. because it's like it, you do not have to have sex to be in love. No. And you don't have to be in love to have, have sex. sex. Yeah. But at the same time, once you reach love, it's almost like, to me, a higher standard of living. Than it, so it's like... You know, it's like in a relationship, you have some people and you only have sex with them, but then that relationship would be deemed more valuable if you were in love if with them. Love Anyone in love. Yeah. So it's like it's, uh, like a hookup is, is less valuable to me than a person you have a relationship of love with. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why are we even like whittling it down to be so so distinctive? And, and I, I just don't understand sometimes because if, if, if it's known that if you love someone, then you love them. You love everything about them, mm -hmm. even if it's the fact that you, um, you, you know, even if you love them so much that you get off sexually by pleasing them, is that not still sexual gratification on your end? It is sexual gratification on my end. I'm not saying that I don't have sexual gratification. I'm just saying that I don't have sexual attraction. Huh. So I don't, I'm not attracted to the thought of having sex. I'm not attracted to anybody specifically you know, in terms of thinking, like, oh, do I want to have sex with someone? I don't have that thought. I mean, I have that thought later on in a relationship because I think that, because I want them to feel wanted or I want them to feel 
you know, happy or we're sharing a moment together, but like I would be perfectly satisfied and I would feel loved and appreciated if I, no matter if I had sex in relationship or not. That's not true for a lot of people. And I understand that that's not true for a lot of it's people. It's not true for me. I need to have the sex. In exactly. Um, yeah. A lot of people think that, um, you know, if, if they're not having sex with me, and this happened with my ex husband, um, once I realized this, it, because my, and there's a lot of other reasons why I stopped wanting to engage sexually with him. Um, but he started to think, you know, are you not attracted to me anymore? Are, and, and he was still going about it in a physical way. Mm-hmm. I had never been attracted to him in a physical way because I just don't experience physical attraction. That's really interesting. I had been attracted to him for other things, you know, for his for his mind, for him wanting, you was know, he funny? the way... Did he have a sense of humor? Yeah, he was funny. He had a good taste in music. He, I thought that he was able to have these open and honest conversations. He couldn't actually have these open and honest conversations. Um, but, you know, I was attracted to him for that, and he made me feel comfortable. And then I felt okay sharing that intimate thing with him, even though I wasn't really interested in it. In it. It was still a way that I could, that I knew that I could show him my affection for him. Because a lot of people equate sex to affection. Yeah, they do. And, and that's fine. That, that's totally fine. But it does run into an issue where what I found the issue in my marriage is, is he thought that I didn't love him anymore because I didn't want to have sex with him. Mm. And that's not true. I just didn't want to have sex with him because he was a fucking jerk off and he didn't make me feel comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> is is why. But that doesn't mean, you know, that I don't love somebody. And that that's the distinction that I made in my in my current relationship is you know, this is something that we can do together. This is something that I enjoy doing for you, doing with you, but in the in because I feel comfortable with you and doing that with you, not necessarily because it's something that I'm thinking about all the time. Hmm. And he was very respectful in the fact of letting me be comfortable with it. I mean, it took, I think we, we were dating for like a month and a half before we even got to the point of being like any sort of sexually involved with each other because I had to work up to feeling that comfortability with him um, in order to even want to engage in that. It seems and, very and intelligent I, to, yeah. to, to, to like, it's kind of like a new development if you want, in my opinion is it's like as we're getting smarter as a species we're going to encounter more people that look at like this kind of shell that we're using like what the heck is that for really that's what we use that for huh well i kind of feel like doing other things with my life so y'all can worry about playing with yourselves while i'm going to go fly a plane or it's like just things like that and it's like i don't know where it is yeah so it's like so it's like it seems like now people are becoming less sex-oriented because a simple organism reproduces and that's its sole function is to reproduce we're becoming more of a complex organism more intelligent one where its main purpose is not reproduction anymore so therefore it's like these a lot of people such as yourself are not like it feels like you're almost biologically geared to be a thinker seems like you're biologically geared to be um something different than just a child bearer and and i think See, the or thing child is, rearer. Yeah, and and I think um, this isn't this is an evolutionary trait, but it's not something new. I think that 
there's always been asexuals, there's always been gay people, there's always been lesbians. It's just either they haven't had the language to talk about it, mm. um, ex- you know, explicitly, like they, you know, they haven't had... Uh, education. Like, you know, the, yeah, the education or the, the, just the language, literally, like, the I language. Get, yeah. There's not, there's not actually the words there's, in that language. There's, because, there's because, tribes in Africa that don't even have a word for happiness. Yeah. Because they're like, what is that? We're focused on food, man. Do you have yeah. any fucking food? Or, what do you mean, are you happy? I'm hungry. But, like, it's like, you know, yeah, and so they don't even have a freaking word for it because yeah. they're like, what's the need? So, so you know, the like, asexual is a new word, and, you know, bisexual, like, all these different sexualities are, are coming out, and, you know, all these labels are coming out. And it's just us developing language to be able to have conversations about this. Mm. So I think that it's always been things that have been around, you know, you see maybe, you know, maybe Plato and, well, not, you know, depending, maybe some philosophers were actually asexual. Um, and, sure. you know, people were just like, sure, oh, they were just... many of them were gay. Yeah, but... <laughs> or, you know, many of them were probably gay. Well, but, uh, you know, probably gay or whatever, they definitely dabbled. But, you know, but, That's yeah, what I, because, what because free thinkers, like I said, people who think critically are the ones that question these things. People mm-hmm. who think critically. If you're going to think critically about, you know, the the universe or, you know... Our place in like, it. Like, our place in it. If you're going to think critically about, you know, other... About, about animals or anything else. If you're going to have any sort of critical thought, you're going to start criticizing yourself. Yeah, that's true. You know, you're going to start thinking critically about yourself. You're going to start looking at yourself and you're going to start picking those little pieces apart. Picking out... You know, what does sex mean to me? What does love mean to me? What does this mean to me? What does that mean to me? And then we're going to start developing these terms and we're going to start being able to have these conversations about them. Uh-huh. So I think, you know, these things have always existed. And I'm not saying that asexuals are more intelligent or whatever. <clears throat> you know, I'm not saying that. I look um, as much as I, so, but... As much as I would like hair flip, like to believe that. But um, no, I think it's just... You know, maybe there is a purpose for all of these things. Maybe there is a purpose for asexuality. Maybe the purpose is to be the thinker of the society. Yeah. And and you well, know, that the, is the purpose. Maybe. And then it's like even with the homosexuals, it's like think about the there's they knowledge raise, in oppression. First yeah. of all, there, there's so much knowledge that you understand when you're oppressed, and so it's like hold on one second. Very advantages to Evolu- Oh yeah. Well, yeah. there was so many like okay, so it's like. There's, there's knowledge and oppression when because when there's more constrictions around your lifestyle you're gonna have to think of more creative ways to live and to feel your truth and so mm-hmm. it's like sort of like how um, you know if you were gay back in the day you had to be a little bit more uh, sneaky you had to be a little bit more smart to save yourself trouble you had to be smart to avoid the freaking apes who wanted to kill you like what, what I mean by the other guys other other men mostly and so it's like you, you were, as an evolutionary trait, if you were gay in the past, it forced you to be more creative and smart. I like that thought process, but gays weren't always repressed in the past. Interesting. Because, because some cultures just viewed it as, I mean, there's a lot of cultures that don't have a word for, you know, they, they haven't, they didn't view those people as different. Like they were just, they didn't give a shit. Okay. There's plenty of cultures that did that. Like what? Um, so the, uh, I mean, arguably the Greeks, but also theirs was about like dominance. Um, well, the Greeks. Uh, are, okay, but it's a different one besides the Greeks. We'll go back to the Greeks. Yeah. Um, let's see. 
I believe um, a lot of Native Americans didn't have, uh, a lot of Native American tribes didn't really have a, an outlook, a negative outlook on homosexual relations, just like um, trans people in their culture were considered at a very high, they were like closer to godly status. They yeah. were considered more godlike mm. than the rest of the tribe. Because our creator must be in touch with both sides like immensely, right? Mm -hmm. so they, were called, they were called two-spirit. So, oh, okay. like, the concept, yeah, the concept of two-spirit, that's trans. It is, that's, but, so, so that's, that's also an issue, is, like, so many people are going to want to feel special. So many people are going to want to feel two-spirited. So many people are going to want to be divergent. So many people are going to want this, so they're going to just be like, okay, why not? Everyone else did it, so I can do it, too. Well, but, yeah, but if it's, but, you know, if, if it's seen as normal, if, if there is no oppression, if it's seen as normal, if it's seen as, you know, if nobody gives a shit who you kiss or, you know, fuck or whatever, then there's not going to be those people that want to be different because it's not different. I'm curious about the two-spirited thing. Does that mean that they were hermaphrodites? Um, I think some possibly, but not, yeah. but not all of them. It just, it was just somebody who, what, who, you know, seemed like both. I think it's really cool, and I think that they, you know, and I, I, they, they sort of got a hold of their identity crisis enough to not have, or they didn't have the option of surgery, but at the same time, to me, I think that there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of knowledge and oppression. There's a lot of knowledge that you experience from problems. How to get over the problem is one of them, you mm -hmm. know? How do you better yourself in new creative avenues because you can't hit the mainstream? So how do you get to your destination? And so it's kind of like, you know, and, and so that's why I think that some trans people, or not even trans people, some people who wish to transition are trying to solve their identity crisis with a quick fix, or not even a quick fix, but a surface level fix, when their true issue is that, is internalized. Their true issue of identity, it's like, our souls aren't even, like, our souls are, are like water and we're a cup. Like, it's like, so at some point, obviously, you're not going to be happy with your cup. There comes to be a point in time where everyone's upset with how they look at well, some but, version. But, but the, a lot of people don't, it, like, that is the last resort for a lot of people. Most, pe most trans people do not go initially to surgery. They go towards, um, you know, th this, it's a process. They realize these things, you know, it's this whole awakening thing, just like with my sexuality. At first, I was like... There's nothing, I didn't think that I was different. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. The first step is, or the first thing is you sit there and you don't think that you're different. You think that everybody else thinks like you do. And then you realize everybody else doesn't think like me. Mm -hmm. And then you question, well, how am I different from everybody else? And then you make steps to feel more comfortable in that difference. So with trans people, they at first maybe don't think that they're different and then they realize wait everybody else you know is maybe prescribing to just gender norms or you know everybody else has these parts and i don't have those parts but i thought maybe i should have those parts or maybe not but you question that and then you think on that and then you think deeper and you think deeper and maybe you do you know you take steps to feel better in your own body you maybe start dressing a different way or you start acting a different way and maybe you still don't feel right so then you go towards hormone therapy and so you start taking hormones to maybe start changing because hormones a lot of for a lot of trans people hormone therapy is where they stop 
a lot of trans people, whether for financial reasons or just for, you know, basic reasons, they don't go all the way to transitional surgery. Or some people stop at just top surgery and they don't go towards bottom surgery, which is more intense. So, you know, there is this, there's still this process of growing. They have done all of that thinking and they have done all of that questioning and they have found those creative avenues to try and feel better. And then they're those like, failed, well, so. you know, those failed. And they're like, well, I have the ability to, you know, now in this glorious day and age, I have the ability that surgery is an option. And like you said, sometimes people have that surgery and they don't like it. It's not, it's still and it's, not, and it's not what the, they and want. It's, and it's not what they want. And then they still have to question themselves. So, so they have that surgery and it's not what they wanted. And then they're still thinking about themselves. They then have to think, okay, so that's not what solved the problem. What is going to solve the problem? What is the problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you know? that's the thing. What is the problem? And, and But some know, people don't know that until they try all of those options. And right. I don't think it's wrong to well, try, I'm trying to, options. I'm trying to save them a step because it's like, I pers- anyway. I, well, but that's the thing is maybe it's not saving them a step. Maybe, maybe they've done all of the other steps and that is the last thing that they can think of. You're right. And then once actually. they have that thing, then, and they realize that that wasn't the last step, then they have more thinking to do. That's a very, you're, you're onto something with that. It's kind of like, if you're talking about the universe trying to excavate emotions from people and all we are are little vessels of a piece of information that the universe didn't even know it knew, mm-hmm. it's like, if that's the case, well then humanity's experience is gonna expand a lot more. You're gonna have a whole lot of people having a great time tra- who transitioned, and you're gonna have a whole lot of people who are not gonna have a good time who mm-hmm. transitioned, but, Overall, these these emotional uh, voids in the universe will be filled by us. It just it depends on where you want your your energy to. What do you want your electricity to fill? What do you want it to fuel? What do you want it to yeah. go to? Or yeah, and yeah, what you think like what ends up feeling the best for you? Like right now, I feel comfortable in my definition of asexuality. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm not still thinking critically on my relationship to sex Um, it doesn't mean that i am you know done thinking it just means that right now this is what fits me pretty well and is in is the easiest way that i that i can explain my experience to other people Mm -hmm. and if there's a point where that stops being the easiest way then I'll make the needed changes. You know, I'll start reassessing that, you know, again. But right now I feel comfortable. And I think like there's other things that I can focus on thinking about now. So like, you know, I've done all this thinking and I've come to this sort of conclusion with my sexuality. And that might not be the conclusion. It's, it's just where I feel comfortable right now. Mm-hmm. And now there's other things that I gotta think about. So, a placeholder for your soul. You know, Not yeah. Pla- like it's like, okay, you know, this is a bookmark. I'm bookmarking here for my sexuality. But there's still other books that I have to read and other bookmarks that I have to put in. Nice. And I still might get to the end of those books. Or I might not get to the end. Maybe I'll just give up on that book. Yeah. You know? But it's still... I still have the... I still have room to grow. But it's also okay to sometimes take a break from growing. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying right. that you should ever stop growing, but maybe once you feel a little bit comfortable, it's okay to look at other things. Because if you think about it too, and I've heard a lot of conversations about this, and this is how I say that the LGBTQA community is constantly growing, 
and these people, the people that are in the LGBTQA community are always questioning things about themselves. There are tons of stories of people who have come out as a sexuality. So, you know, they're like, okay, I'm a lesbian. And then they, so they think that they found their definition. They're mm -hmm. like, okay, I've done all this thinking and I've arrived to, I am a lesbian. And they're fine with being lesbian. They're like, okay, that's cool. Let's start thinking about other things. And then they start thinking about their gender. And then they come out as transgender. And they're like, oh fuck, if I'm transgender, but I'm still into women, but I, but I transitioned, that means that I'm straight now. So then, <laughs> they, have, so then they have these thoughts about you know, their, their sexuality again. So, okay, so we put a bookmark in you know, sexuality, we put a bookmark in for lesbian. Okay, cool. And then they think about gender, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna put, mark, put a bookmark in for trans. And then they're gonna think about sexuality again, and then they're like, oh wait, am I straight or am I pansexual? Gender is so stupid to me. Well, yeah. My thing is, is like, who you wanna have, have sex with doesn't matter, it's not related to how you want to be perceived. And that, that's the confusing part to me, is those people like, well, I ascribe to a certain gender. I'm like, well, what does that even mean? Like, what, you dress like a guy, but then you hold, but then, like, it just, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. But then you, like, have a limp wrist, what does that mean? You're feminine, okay, so? What does gender even matter? Well, yeah gender, yeah, gender doesn't matter. But again, you know, we are... So how are, how is someone considered themselves trans? I don't get that. Unless you have body dysphoria, mm -hmm. feeling like you're in the wrong body, I don't think you're trans. I think you could, you're just whatever the heck you are. Again, I think it's because we are, again, using labels to better relate to other people. If at some point, and, you know, and hopefully society gets to this point. I hope we're transitioning towards towards this point. Where we don't need to show with, our sexuality on our on our sleeve anymore. Well, or show you know our our gender. It when gender stops being a performance, because that's what it is. Right it is now, a, performance. a performance. So what would make someone want to be to 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 put on a different so, costume? It would to be yeah. to be a, because you want to be seen differently. Yeah, you want to be so, seen how you feel. Exactly. So I think once we get to the point where, you know, we don't have that desire uh, the, well we don't have gender enforced upon us by those roles yeah then then we will have then we will have to rewrite the definitions for you know a lot of things for non-binary or you know transgender or stuff and there might be people that you know then start having have to start thinking again it's but, it's so but, primal to me it's just so primal that we're like we're, we're ascribing so hard to a system that we claim to not even like. Yeah, it's like, if you don't like the system, don't play within it, and then just surprise but we have to. Why do you have, have to? to? You don't have because, to. Because otherwise, it is difficult to connect with other people. But you already but that, overcame the sexuality part, because you, know, you already overcame, you found someone that you care about, or whatever, and you found what you, the people that you want to associate with sexually. I just don't understand why you, ha why you have to be like, well, shoot, I have to start dressing differently to match these new people. It's like, no, what? no, 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 you don't have to. Nobody thinks that they have to. But I think that, um, you know, form equals function. It is, it no. is a way, I think it is a way, again, it's a way for people to connect to other people. You know, if, if you, because, that's form versus function. You just and we and we, you said before that you don't ascribe to it. I always no, I don't. don't no. I don't either. But I don't at the either. same time, it's human nature. It's animalistic nature. 
It's it's very simple organism nature but it's, yeah. to be like, well, my form is this. So what are people doing right now to, to change their function, what they wish to be, their, their function? You know, it's like, um, you know, they want to attract a certain different thing. They want their function to be different. They're going to change their form to attract what they want. And I think that that is so interesting. So to a degree, we have no choice but to live in this form function reality, unless you want to change what that form even no, was and, in and, the beginning. And, and unless, yeah, unless we, like I said, unless we get to a point in society where, you know, those things aren't enforced upon us, where we, when we get to a point in society where just because you wear pants doesn't mean that you're a guy, yeah. you know, we've gotten Girls have it easier yeah, when it comes to, to that stuff. Girls can wear like guy clothes all they want. No one really cares. But, you it's know, normalized. girls can't do manly things, you Okay, know? but if you, if you notice, there is, like, you know, there's a whole lot, there's a give and takes to this weird society that we're in. It's, like, yeah. the one positive thing that, like, you know, the world's obviously ran by patriarchy, so obviously it's going to be catering towards men more. Mm -hmm. But the one spot that it actually fails is in men's emotional um, spectrum. It yeah. fails us in that sense because they're like, no, you guys actually can't be like that. And you guys can't, that's not going to be normal in this kind of society. Because of misogyny. Well, yeah, it's also for a lot of reasons. It's like, you know. Because being seen as emotional is being seen close to, is, is being seen as being a woman. Well, you need That's to, why you're not allowed to be emotional. You're, you're right. You're right. I'm just, uh, I don't even know. There's so much to be said. Yeah. So it's, it, and it is. And I think once we get away from defining gender, I mean, once we get away from defining gender, we'll, we'll stop having this conversation. Yeah. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>